Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry emphasizing God's unconditional love and grace. We pray that you'll be blessed as Andrew teaches insights from the life of Elijah. And now, here's Andrew. Here's the story about a man named Naboth. And Naboth had a vineyard. It was a beautiful vineyard and it was right next to Ahab's palace. So Ahab went down and talked to him and says, I'll buy this vineyard from you. And Naboth said, no, you can't buy this vineyard. This is my family inheritance, my father, my father's father, my grandfather, all of these people have had it and I'm not selling this. This is staying in the family. And look at this. This will give you an insight into Ahab. What, what a mess he was. Here, so here in the third verse, it says, And Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid it me that I should give thee the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. And this is 1 Kings chapter 21, verse 4. And Ahab came into his house heavy and displeased because of the word which Naboth the Jezreelite had spoken to him. For he said, I will not give thee the inheritance of my fathers. And he laid him down upon his bed and turned away his face and would eat no bread. Here's the king pouting because he didn't get the vineyard that he wanted that he could see from his palace wall. And so here he is laying on his bed, sucking his thumb, pouting <laughs> something else. And in verse 5 it says, And Jezebel his wife came to him and said unto him, Why is thy spirit so sad that thou eatest no bread? And he said unto her, Because I spake unto Naboth the Jezreelite, and said unto him, Give me thy vineyard for money, or else if it please thee, I will give thee another vineyard for it. And he answered, I will not give thee my vineyard. And Jezebel his wife said unto him, Dost thou not govern? Dost thou now govern the kingdom of Israel? Arise and eat, and let thy heart be merry. I will give thee the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite. And so what she did, she went down and she hired children of Belial. Now I think that this is really important because Ahab and Jezebel were the ones who pushed the worship of Baal. They were Baal worshipers and uh, Belial is another name for this. And uh, she set two men, sons of Belial, this is in verse 10, before him to bear witness against him. In other words, she went and hired two children of Belial, of Baal, to lie. Now this is interesting that she didn't go down and get two children of Israel, two of God's servants, because you know what? Lying isn't consistent with being a godly person. But she went and got people that worshipped her God. They were liars and she knew it. And so she went and got two children of Belial to lie about uh, Naboth and accuse him of blaspheming the Lord. And they, they actually mocked him. It, you know, they could have done this in a different way, but she actually formed a feast. They made Naboth the featured guest. They were honoring him. And during the feast, they got him elevated, probably his heart lifted up, thinking this is awesome. And then these people that she had hired came in and lied about him and accused him. They drug him to the gate of the city and they stoned him to death. They killed him. And then Jezebel came in and uh, in verse 14, Then they sent to Jezebel, saying, Naboth is stoned and is dead. And it came to pass when Jezebel heard that Naboth was stoned and was dead, that Jezebel said to Ahab, Arise, take possession of the vineyard of Naboth, a Jezreelite, which he refused to give thee for money, for Naboth is not alive but dead. And it came to pass when Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, 
that Ahab rose up to go down to the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite to take possession of it. You know, Naboth, uh, excuse me, Ahab knew exactly what happened. He may not have known the details, but he knew that Jezebel killed Naboth. That's the reason he was dead. And you know what? Some people, there's people today that think, well, I didn't do anything, but they know how this happened. They, in a sense, use somebody else. They, they either lie about somebody, they do something, and, and they reap the benefits, and they think, well, I'm not guilty. You're just as guilty as if you pulled the trigger, as if you were the one that went and stole the thing. And here is scriptural precedent for that. So here's Ahab in the vineyard of Naboth, and you know, in his way of thinking, I'm innocent, I didn't do a thing. You know, the scripture talks about over in 1 Peter chapter 3, it talks about these people are willingly ignorant of this. And there's a lot of people today that are willingly ignorant. They aren't, uh, you know, to them, they just want this result, and it doesn't matter how you get there. Don't tell me how you did it, just do whatever. No, you are responsible. And if you employ people that go out and they lie and they manipulate and if they discredit a competitor and all of this stuff, it doesn't matter what the end results of it is. How you get there is important and you are responsible as a leader for how things get done. I tell you, these are great spiritual truths. If we would go to the Word of God and pay attention, this would tell us how we're supposed to conduct ourselves. Ahab went down and acted like everything was just fine and he took possession of Naboth's vineyard. And look at this in verse 17. The word of the Lord came unto Elijah the Tishbite, saying, Arise, go down to meet Ahab, king of Israel, which is in Samaria. Behold, he is in the vineyard of Naboth, whether he is gone down to possess it. And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Hast thou killed and also taken possession? Now notice, God said, Have you killed? Some people will say, Well, Ahab didn't do that. Jezebel did it. Ahab was guilty. For one thing, he was the husband. He, he was responsible for what Jezebel was doing. And for another thing, he knew Jezebel and he knew that she didn't come by this honest. And so God held him responsible for it. it says, Hast thou killed and taken possession? And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, In the place where the dogs licked the blood of Naboth shall dogs lick thy blood, even thine. And Ahab said to Elijah. So Here's the picture. Ahab is down there in the vineyard, walking through the vineyard, admiring his conquest, willingly ignorant of how it came to pass. And as he turns a corner, all of a sudden, here's Elijah. And Ahab saw him. And in verse 20, it says, Ahab said to Elijah, Hast thou found me, O my enemy? You know what made him an enemy? Elijah was on God's side. And Ahab was on the devil's side. He was killing. He was doing whatever just for the sake of getting a vineyard. You know, there's people today that look at Christians and if you stand up and say, this is right. Homosexuality is wrong. Adultery is wrong. Fornication is wrong. Lying, stealing is wrong. And you stand up and if you speak the truth, there's people that look at you and say, you're an enemy. You're condemning me. Man, it's not us that have made ourselves an enemy. It's these people who have become the enemy of God, the enemy of anything that is righteous and good. Man, there's a great lesson. There's a, a tremendous parallel between what went on right here thousands of years ago and what's going on in our nation today. He says, Hast thou found me, O mine enemy? And he answered and said, I have found thee, because thou hast sold thyself to work evil in the sight of the Lord.
Boy, there's so much here. I haven't got time to amplify on all of this, but you know what? Nobody just falls into all of a sudden being on the wrong side and living evil. It doesn't just happen. It is not your genes. God didn't make you this way. You have to sell yourself. There is a time, according to Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 20, that every single person had this intuitive knowledge of God and of right and of wrong. It says that He convicts us of all ungodliness and all unrighteousness. There was a time every single person had this intuitive knowledge functioning on the inside of them. And if they have gone so far that they have seared their conscience and they're now reprobate and they have no conviction, that didn't happen accidentally. It didn't happen because they weren't informed, whether anybody from the outside told them or not. They had this intuitive knowledge on the inside and they had to sell themselves to work wickedness. Boy, that, that is just as true today as it ever was. And in verse 21, he says, Behold, I will bring evil upon thee and will take away thy posterity and will cut off from Ahab, um, Ahab him that pisseth against the wall and him that is shut up and left in Israel and will make thine house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nabat, and like the house of Baasha, son of Ahijah, if you don't know the history here, God wiped out every male child. They had no male descendants. Their bloodline ended because they were such ungodly people. And he says, I'm going to do the exact same thing to Ahab. And he says, For the provocation wherewith thou hast provoked me to anger and made Israel to sin. And of Jezebel also spake the Lord, saying, The dog shall eat Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. Him that dieth of Ahab in the city, the dog shall eat, and him that dieth in the field shall the fowls of the air eat. And you know what this is saying? They would never even die and get buried with any honor or something. They would be eaten by an animal and then they would be put out on the ground as dung. An absolute total insult. Did you know that this all came to pass? I haven't got time to turn over there and read all of this, but let me just summarize it. That in the 22nd chapter of First Kings, Ahab goes to battle. And remember, he was never supposed to even be king at this time. Jehu was supposed to be king. But he went to battle and he was killed in battle. He disguised himself and acted like he was just one of the regular soldiers. And yet uh, Jehoshaphat, who is the king of Judah, the southern kingdoms, who had made an alliance with Ahab, he had taken Ahab's daughter to be his daughter-in-law, which wound up costing him the lives of every one of his children and grandchildren except one. This wicked woman, the daughter of Jezebel, killed all of Jehoshaphat's children. There's a great lesson in this. And that is that, you know what? You do not sleep with the enemy. You do not make alliances with the ungodly. Now we reach out and love and we reach out and tell people the truth, but I guarantee you there is a right and a wrong way to relate to this world. And 2 Corinthians chapter 6, this is New Testament scripture says, What fellowship hath Christ with Belial? What, what concord hath light with darkness? Come out from among them, be ye separate, touch not the unclean thing. We are supposed to reach out to the ungodly and love them and witness to them, and I do that. But I guarantee you, I am not in cahoots with them. That's all the time we have for today, but be sure and tune in again as Andrew continues to teach on the life of Elijah. 
Take the opportunity to learn valuable life lessons from the Bible and avoid the school of hard knocks by getting Andrew's complete series titled Lessons from Elijah. It's available in either a CD or DVD album, a book in either English or Spanish, or in a study guide. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount. The fifth audio teaching in today's series is titled Elijah's Translation. It's available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this fifth CD free of charge. Our address is P.O. Box 3333, Colorado Springs 80934, or call 719-635-1111. Again, that's 719-635-1111, or go to our website at any hour. You can use credit card to order any of our ministry materials online 24 hours a day at www.awmi.net. Also, be sure to check out the TV broadcast link to find out about the Gospel Truth TV program in your area. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I'm the host of the Gospel Truth radio program that has been airing on radio since 1976. But we have just canceled our radio programs. I'm sad to do that, but I think that that's what I had to do. And I want to let you know that we still have our television program available, heard all over the world. We have so much ministry material available to you on our website. There's just a number of ways that you can still take advantage of the truths that God has given me. So go check it out. You can go to awmi.net on our website, and it just has all kinds of ways that you can still continue to receive. So God bless you as you continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. Gospel Truth Radio is changing to Andrew Womack Recorded Live. Starting in November, you'll now hear the full teaching once a week. Don't forget to tune in 